Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with entrepreneur, CEO, and co-founder, John Cham. He has a passion for user experience design and a wide range of interests that make him a true polymath. At the young age of 19, he dropped out of university to start his own web design consultancy, which led him to work for companies like UBC and Basecamp before fully transitioning into entrepreneurship. Through his career, John has started three businesses, each showcasing his diverse skill set and experience. His latest venture, Two-Time Growth Agency, is a digital marketing agency that specializes in helping e-commerce and DTC brands grow and scale with paid ads and ad creative development. He's got a lot of good stories. Enjoy this interview. Hi, John. Joe, how's it going? What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. How about you? Oh, it's all good. Nice to meet you. Where are you coming out of? I'm based in Vancouver. Yourself? Okay. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it's beautiful up there. I've been, um, are you across, uh, I went to Vancouver, British Columbia, across from Seattle. Yeah, exactly. That's where, well, so um, I'm, I'm technically in Richmond, which is like 10 minutes from the airport. Okay. Seattle is like a stone throws away. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. I loved it for sure. Yeah, I, I always remember I found a bench by a lake and I read Alan Lightman's Einstein's Dreams. And it was oh, one sure. of the, the greatest like tranquil moments. I just wanted to read a book on foreign soil and it was really nice. So it I mean, cool. it's gorgeous out here. That's one of the things I, I just came back from a, from a weekend getaway in Whistler and, and you're in the mountains, you're out by the snow, a lot yeah. of fresh air. It's it's, there's a lot to like out here. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, man, it's great to meet you. I want to begin our conversation before we get into your life as an entrepreneur of uh, surviving the last three and a half years of a pandemic. How did you <laughs> get through it and how did it change you? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, you know, I think when I look at the people around us, a lot of people either it was it was kind of like a pressure cooker, you know, you have people that thrived in the environment and there's people that really struggled. And I think for us, I was lucky. I was lucky that we thrived in the sense that um the um uh, you know, we had like at the start of the pandemic, my my parents, you know, in in um who are in their 70s and 80s, they fly back and forth between here and Canada. And so we're lucky that at the start of the pandemic, they were flying back and this was a, a better place for them to be at. And we, we had them, at, you know, within our household to take care of them. Um, but at the time, it was uh, it was my parents and my wife and I in the house. And um, it, was, it was tough in a sense that everybody was facing each other, but it also kind of gave us an environment where my wife and I just took care of everything and, and got to really test to see how we um we live together and and i think for us we, we got a lot closer we got to hang out with each other every day and you know the cliche is like you know we picked each other as best friends and and we got to spend a lot of time together and we built a business together and so i think in that sense um it gave us it gave me a, a real sense of what it's like um to live with this person and in in, in a tense and stressful environment and it taught a lot about ourselves and um gave us a chance to focus on our work. So I think overall, we, we came out stronger um, than uh, as a couple, as, as, as friends, as partners um, than we did before. But it wasn't, I don't think it was for everybody. And I think a lot of people struggled. And I think we were on the luckier side. Yeah, for sure. So let's get into the essence of what you do as an entrepreneur. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's sure. career day. And one <laughs> of the curious, one of the curious kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that mm-hmm. child? I think the best way to say is, you know, when you go to like the mall and you see all these like pretty pictures in front of storefronts, I make that. And so I think that's that's how I probably captured it in a nutshell. Let me ask you this. Um, let's what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? Hmm. 
I grew up wanting to be an animator. So right now the punchline is we're, we're advertisers. We run performance marketing as an agency for e-commerce and software brands. But growing up though, you know, I wouldn't have thought that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to be an animator. I loved drawing as a kid. Uh, I was good at drawing as a kid. And um, I, 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 I was inspired by a lot of... Um, uh, there was a Japanese director by the name uh, Miyazaki Hayao, and, and he did all these like, like Studio Ghibli like animations, and it kind of inspired me to realize how powerful art and designs could be to convey messages, and it always gravitated towards me. And so I think as I got older and it transitioned into a real career, that upbringing of art and design really played out for me. Absolutely. So who's been a hero for you in your life? I've had a lot of really positive influences, um, but I think one person that had a really deep impact on me was um, his name is White Wood Small. Um, he's a train. He's a trainer for something called neurolinguistics programming, and he was actually one of the original trainers for Tony Robbins. And he taught me a lot about language patterns, and I went through like a formal training with him. He taught me a lot about language patterns. He taught me a lot about. Um, uh, you know linguistics and and how it, it pertains to the way humans think and shape language i think that's one really big influence and then the other influence would be um i i trained as an athlete growing up and my olympic coach uh he taught me a lot about life and business and and just general character and development that had to be hardcore to be at olympic training were you training for the olympics I was training for the Olympics. I didn't make it. My team, my teammates did, um, okay. but it gave me the environment for seeing what the bar was for being world class in a particular field. Okay, what was it? What were you? What were you in? What was your event? This was taekwondo. So I did oh, taekwondo. taekwondo. That's right. I did. Uh, I competed nationally between two thousand and two thousand one to two thousand twelve. Okay. Wow. So let me ask you this: If you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now that's in inspiring to you, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? I think it'd be a toss-up between Tony Robbins and Alex Hormozzi. So Tony Robbins, because I don't think anyone had an interaction with him and walked away feeling, man, that was I felt awful about that. So I think I think it'll be an interesting conversation with him and uh, Alex Hormozzi. I have a lot of respect for the way he thinks, the way he talks, the way he approaches uh, business and life. So I think a lot of interesting conversations there. Yeah, for sure. So what is the motivation for you every day? You're obviously highly motivated. What is that gas in your tank that makes you? run and evolve and be who you are? The short answer is the fact that I get to do this every single day. When I recognize and look around the opportunities that are in front of us, um, you know, I grew up as an immigrant kid and realizing what my parents gave us as a as a chance to thrive in a North American market. Um, and you see that we grew up with the internet. How could you not do what we do every day? You know, you have all these opportunities in front of you, being able to speak the language, being able to have access to fast internet, having all the opportunities to create businesses. When, like our ancestors and, our, and the previous generations would dream of this kind of stuff. And we just have it every single day. Think of how different and difficult it would have been during the pandemic if we didn't have access to fast internet and all these technologies yeah. and tools available to us. So it's a blessing. So I absolutely. I, I, I absolutely cherish what we have every day. So what's been your best success story as a professional so far? Mm. I think there's a few that I can think of that I'm really proud of. Um, so going back, I, I, I dropped out of school. So I think I didn't have a lot of direction. Everything that I did in the major sort of pivots in my career were around figuring out what the next uh, immediate sort of step that was available to me. And it always worked out for the better in, in one way, shape, or another. And so, you know, the quick summary is I, um, I transitioned from being a designer to doing a consulting, to writing software, to running an agency. 
And um, I think each of those successions, it's hard to prescribe as advice as, as a career path, um, but it made a lot of sense for me. And so um, I've made a lot of money for ourselves. I made a lot of money for our brands and clients that we worked with. Um, so I think, you know, it's, I think that trajectory, I think is something that I'm very proud of. Um, but for a specific sort of like event or what have you, you know, we, it, you know, um, we made a decent amount of money doing real estate um, purchasing for the last ten years. Uh, we made decent money for for clients running uh, their e-commerce brands, um, and so I think I think those are kind of the some of the highlights without getting specifics. Let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a much younger version of yourself, say a senior in high school. You could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life so far. What advice would you dispense on your young version? Hmm. For me, it would be trust your gut, trust your gut and trust that everything's going to be okay. And I think I had all this manic energy growing up of wanting to be more and do more without realizing how things going to end up. But looking back now, things played out a lot better than I would have imagined, but I probably could have gave myself a lot less stress going through that process if I just recognized that my heart and my gut was leading me down the right path. So what's the best advice you've ever gotten? I'd have to say... Um, there was an old boss that I worked with. Um, he was a great, brilliant thinker. He was a great designer. He was well-known in the industry. And um, I was asking him for advice. It was a, there was a chance encounter that we had with Jeff Bezos. He was giving a talk at the office. And I'm like, I'm 25. This guy's worth $23 billion at the time. Like, what do I ask this guy? And the advice that he gave me was, when you ask anyone for questions or advice, generally the best way to get at the source of the original thinking is to think about and consider all their upbringing and all the different things about that particular person that makes them uniquely them. And it taught me a lot about how to assess and meet people and find and source original thoughts, sometimes in ways that the other person doesn't recognize for themselves. And so to summarize, the advice is to, to seek what makes someone original. And, um, and when you can do that, you can make a very lasting and impo powerful impact on, on the other person, as well as getting a lot of interesting conversations out of them. Absolutely. So of all of the things that you've done and accomplished and overcome and become, what are you the proudest of? I'm very proud of the people that we have around us. I'm very, I'm very happy with picking the wife that I picked. I'm very happy with the friends and families that I have. And I think the reason why I lean on that is that a lot of the the career successes that we would have, or, you know, you make money or you, you have like your trials in your businesses or what have you, a lot of it really comes down to at the end of the day, what do you end up with? And it's people and it's love. And, and I think we've built a very good network of, of friends and family. And I'm very lucky. I feel very lucky to, have, I wouldn't say proud. I feel very lucky to have that. And, uh, um, and I guess the proud aspect of it comes from the fact that I have to do certain things and be a certain way in order for me to attract a type of people around me. And so um, I feel very fortunate. So let me ask you this. Everyone has a perception of you. All of the people that know you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you actually run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? So for a while, especially during like darker times and sort of like my, my own sort of upbringing, I've noticed that um, I was very hard on myself. But one thing that I, I realized um, going through that period was if I was such a, you know, terrible person, if I was such a, you know, a shithead or whatever else I, I would deem myself to be, why do I have all these people to love me? And and I realized what I am to people and how I see myself now is that I think I bring bring joy in my version of it to other people. We have a lot of support. We have a lot of love from, from people around us. And so I... I, I'm not perfect, but I'm okay with who I really am. And I think what that means is that um, 
I I recognize my zone of genius is in the originality and the ideas that I bring to problems and situations and and seeing the best in people. Going back to the, the idea the advice that I had about original original thoughts and original origin, originality. Um, and so I think I see myself as um, that person that can bring that to other people. And, and I try to live with that, with the way that I run our business and the way we interact with other people around us. So obviously going after something like the Olympics and something like Taekwondo, you love the sport. What is it that you got out of it that you love the most? So Taekwondo in Canada, there is no real path to being a professional. And uh, even if you're a carded athlete, there's only maybe like two, you know, you know, uh, two spots to be a professional athlete out of, and you know, there were no influencers back then. There was no sort of real career path compared to other countries that have, you know, uh, probably proper sponsorships and what have you. And what it taught me was the value of doing something uh, when there's no monetary value attached to it for for a long period of time and the sacrifices that you had to make along the way. And so I think one thing was it taught me to trust my gut and value the vocations and the activities of like, what do I really value this thing where I'm doing it for? And so again, going back to the earlier thought about trusting my gut, it really honed that aspect of what am I really doing this for? And the second thing that it did for me was that when I get into any particular field, whether if it's, again, I talked about, you know, changing career paths, it taught me the process of going from zero to 60 in a particular field very quickly, because all I had to do was look at what is what are the things that people are unwilling to do that I'm willing to do. And if I can do that, then I can reach a certain percentile of the particular sort of like group. So if I think of all the different media buyers or designers or software programmers or business entrepreneurs or whatever field that I get into, what are the things that I'm willing to do that other people are not? And if I did said thing, uh, willing to do or able to see that other people could do but didn't do, um, it made me realize I can get... Uh, to a certain progression really quickly, not world-class because I think that requires a certain amount of dedication that other people are, that you can't do as a generalist, uh, but going from zero to 60 in a particular field, it, it, it showed me the path to get there. Interesting. So if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, reach out to you, anything about your world, where they, where do they go? For sure. Best place to find me is you can go to our website, 2x.agency. You can find me on LinkedIn. So John Chan and look for Kadino. And there might be quite a bit of a few of us. Um, or you can find me on Twitter. So I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, J-T-C-C-H-A-N, uh, J-T-C Chan um, on Twitter. And I'd uh, love to connect. Right on. John, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and story. Best of luck with everything. Likewise, thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music